What is up, group members? I'm licensed psychologist, Dr. J. I'm licensed clinical social worker, Kristen Gingrich. I'm licensed clinical psychologist, Dr. Kristen Casey. And I'm licensed psychologist, Dr. Jessica Rabin. We are here in person, all together, getting grateful. You know what I'm grateful for? I'm grateful for you all to be down here. And I'm hoping this gratitude will fix my poor attitude. So settle in, take a seat, and welcome to Group Therapy. We're talking all about gratitude. And the first thing that comes to mind is, just get, give me one thing you're grateful for. The fact that you have to think that much maybe is a problem, but we can... My first thought that came to mind was my family, especially my daughter and my husband. In that hierarchy. I like that you yeah. did that. Yeah. Yes. Yep. I'm grateful for my health. Yeah. I am grateful for air. <laughs> just, just in general? Yeah, like being able to breathe it. Just... And like existing. Says the one person on this podcast that hates to be outside. And hates like, space. I'm inside and can breathe. <laughs> air. Okay. Like clean, clean air yeah. or just, oh, okay. Being able to breathe and exist. And I don't know. So why are you looking <laughs> that at was, there was so existential of it you. Was, I just, I was a little surprised. I was surprised <laughs> that that's where you came from. Yeah. I, I am grateful to be here in person with you all. It's, it's pretty cool. Yes. It's, it's a awesome. rare treat. Usually y'all used to staring at us individually in our own little cubes now. We don't even know. Now we, we stare at each other. I know. I'm it's like looking at everybody's like, eyes. It's like, where do I look? What do I do? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a little scared. But <laughs> a little scared. this topic of gratitude, I feel like will be grounding. Maybe I'm completely wrong about this. But beyond what you're grateful for, what comes to mind when you think about gratitude as this concept that gets involved in psychology? It gets involved in psychotherapy. It gets involved in mental health. What, what is this? Why is it here? I think it helps for perspective. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I think sometimes when we're kind of struggling with something and you focus a lot on the negative, which makes sense if you're going through a hard time, but with gratitude, you're able to look at all of the different things that you could be grateful for just for perspective. And it could be neutral too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I think of, you know, thankfulness as we think of gratitude often being synonymous with thankfulness and you know all the benefits that can come of you know reflecting on the things that we are grateful for in our lives which I'm sure we're going to get into I also think of you know positive psychology it's a positive mm. psychology mm. term and it's one thing in the field that you know a lot of times we focus on the negative we focus on the mental health disorders but gratitude is something that we can all practice mm -hmm. and it's like a positive thing that can really influence our mental health. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I, would, I agree with all of that. And just like that perspective taking um, and being able to just like when you're going through a hard time, not to discount the hard time that you're going through, but also just reminding yourself that there still are some things that we can look at and look at positively. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You said something in there that's so important as we get into defining of like, what is gratitude as a practice is it definitely isn't discounting whatever you feel mm -hmm. emotionally mm -hmm. in this moment. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Someone not in the face of a depressive episode being like, well, this is all fine because I'm thankful I have a house. Thankful mm -hmm. I have air today. I have air apparently. <laughs> 
I just, I'm still thrown off. I, I know. <laughs> it's, it's such a vast topic. And now I feel like I have to be grateful just to breathe. Like you did make us think about it. It was good. I'm solid. glad. I'm glad I could be helpful and I'm never going to live it down. <laughs> no, you won't. And you think we'd be good at practicing non-judgment, but no. I'm being no. judged so hard right yeah. now. This isn't therapy, so. But it comes from a place of love. Does it? And gratitude that you are here with us. I don't believe that, but okay. We'll continue. You're just going to have to accept that as truth. Yes. No, I like that you said too that you don't want to discount what you're going through. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's so key because I think sometimes you could get on the opposite end of the spectrum, which is like toxic positivity, right? Absolutely. Which is hard mm -hmm. and not super helpful in my opinion. Yeah. Well, and I think that goes into a lot of these like positive psychology concepts, gratitude, hopefulness, self-compassion, you know, practicing gratitude is not going to suddenly fix your major depressive disorder. And it can be helpful mm -hmm. in reducing the symptoms or mm -hmm. for people that maybe don't have a clinical diagnosis, but aren't feeling great, maybe feeling stressed out. It's a tool that people can use to reflect on those good things in their life, despite these other hardships. So it's not going to be a like, you write a list of five things you're grateful for and your depression's not suddenly going to be See ya. gone. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it was that easy, we wouldn't have jobs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, absolutely. True. Yeah. I'm wrong. But it is something that I think, you know, when we think of interventions and the mental health field, there's a lot that are very clinical based. Mm -hmm. You know, I think all of us would recommend you see a therapist to walk you through these skills gratitude is something that anyone could practice and it has a positive impact on them. Yeah. And, and I think we've talked about this on the podcast a couple of times, but you know, gratitude always brings me back to the dialectics of it, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't have, like when you're going through a tough time, it doesn't have to be either or it can be that both and. Mm -hmm. So I can be going through a tough time and still be thankful that I have this mm -hmm. and I can, I can be struggling with my mental health, but still be grateful that I have air to breathe. <laughs> I just know this will be the default of if you're not grateful for anything else right now. Like you're that's messing up. But that's the thing right there, right? Yep, that's true. It's exactly. Like sometimes I'll, we'll work with gratefulness and people will be like, I have nothing to be grateful for. And I'm like, well, what about the air that you breathe right now? Mm -hmm. What about, yeah, you're alive, your heart's beating. Yeah. And, and just have like, sometimes gratefulness isn't like, oh, I'm thankful for the house that I live in or mm -hmm. things like that. Sometimes it's, it's something as small as I am thankful that I'm breathing right now. Mm -hmm. That I woke up this morning, yeah. Yeah. that I could get out of bed. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why it's so powerful because I think when people are really down, they might not be, even be able to think about that, yeah. you know, because they're so entrenched in what they're going through. So it's hard. Absolutely. And I know, I know the term's been put out there a few times, but people hear positive psychology, I know they get pissed off. <laughs> I, I know there's people listening right now who are like, I didn't write this positive psychology But like, just to like rewind, we'll probably do a full episode on positive psychology, yeah. Yeah. but positive psychology is born out of the mental health field being overly and only pathologizing. Absolutely. And positive psychology in its essence is what makes people thrive? Mm -hmm. What makes people do really well and achieve, which traditional deep-rooted psychology is just what's wrong with everybody yeah mm -hmm. 
What do we need to fix? What do we need to fix with all these people? So if you're out there and you had a reaction to positive psychology, it's, it's not discounting again, the difficulties that go on, but it's also highlighting what do people do that's working well? Yeah. 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 Very strengths based. Mm -hmm. That's a good way to put it. Well, yeah. Cause I think, and I don't know what you all do in your intakes and things like that. We have to gather a lot of information in a short amount of time, but I always make it a point to ask people about their interests, activities they enjoy, you know, goals they have, things that they feel like they're good at, right. strengths they have, because so much is focused on like, what brought you in today? Mm-hmm. What things do you want to change? Let's go through yeah. this list of depressive anxiety and all these other symptoms and let's talk about it. And if we focus, which is why people go to therapy a lot, but if we focus only on the negative, a lot of times it can be easy to like forget that every single human has these strengths, mm-hmm. has these things they can be grateful for, even if it's really difficult to think of those things in the moment. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was going to add, I think mindset also gets a really bad rap. Mm -hmm. I just pictured corporate bro talking (laughs) amongst all the burnout crew being like, y'all don't have the right mindset in a corporate structure just to preach burnout and give you a pizza party. But Mindset is a very effective thing, mm-hmm. meaning that there is a time and a place to validate. Like I am going through a depressive episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm noticing my symptoms. I'm feeling like, what's the point? And there is something different when you cultivate any sort of practice of gratitude that it changes what you focus on, even for a moment, what you think about, how you think about, now I'm just obsessed with the air. I'm breathing. <laughs> how I many times stop. can we bring air up air in this But, it, but it's weird. And I, cause <laughs> traditionals are, at least I have a place to live. You know, I do mm-hmm. have these shoes on my feet. Maybe you have a car, whatever it may be, but it's all these little things and people that in the day-to-day life, we just take for granted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes what you focus on grows. So if you are focused a lot, just say on what's going wrong, makes sense because maybe things are going really wrong mm-hmm. in your life. You know, that, that makes sense. Like Justin's saying, if you even focus just for a little bit on the things that are either going well or the things that you're grateful for, even if it's neutral. Like I remember sometimes in my life when I had to be grateful for like a cup of coffee, in the mm-hmm. like, you know, mm-hmm. and if I could focus on that, so, I'm like, Okay, it's not really a bad day. I've had bad moments. I think you've said this a lot. Oh, yeah. You know, you have bad moments, but then you're able to get that perspective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Justin, I love that you said a few moments ago that we take a lot of things for granted. And it's easy to when we just go about our day to day, and especially if we're struggling with depression, anxiety, something like that. But that's one thing that working in a hospital setting has given me so much perspective on mm-hmm. because I talk about that a lot. Like, we take for granted that if you are able-bodied, you can get up and go to the bathroom by mm-hmm. yourself. I see people that went from having that completely normal life to have to rely on other people mm-hmm. to help them. Um, or, you know, being able to breathe without pain. Mm-hmm. It's not, like, that wasn't a stab at your it air. Actually air. That was actually, but things like that. And I think a lot of times we get caught up like, Oh, well, these are things that most people can do, but you know, it is, if that's all you can identify that you're grateful for, like I am grateful for my legs that allowed me to walk today because I am Mm -hmm. able-bodied or I don't know, coffee is a good one. Um, I don't know, sleep. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, warm blankets. You and your heated blanket. He- I am grateful for that damn heating blanket in Justin's house. <laughs> Let me tell you. I like it cold. I like it nice and cold. It helps with sleep. It does. It really does. I'm sleeping with my heating blanket on level 12. It's actually a pretty good temperature in that house, though. Oh, thank you. Great work. It is. Yeah. It's validating to hear. Poor Gabby. <laughs> We're just I'm like, I'm like sitting there like shaking cold. I'm like, uh, heating blanket, please. Thank you. How do you guys introduce gratitude to your clients if you, if you do or not? Do you think they take to it well, or do you think it's kind of, they're kind of like, no, I want to focus on all these other things. Cause I've noticed a little bit with my clients, they're like, I don't know about that. You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually they're able to kind of get on the, on board with it. But I think sometimes people don't understand the, the utility of it. Like we're talking yeah. about, you know, I think like you said, like a lot of times it comes across as toxic positivity mm-hmm. when it's like, oh, what, why do I need to be grateful? Like, I'm just trying to like pretend like this isn't here or this isn't happening. And that's not the case with gratitude. It's about that balance. And I've definitely kind of brought it in, in like those little pieces um, and kind of like, oh, that's something like I start pointing out some of the positives for them versus asking them and showing them like, hey, we can look at these things and we can sit in both of them because again, when we sit in the negative for so long, we talked about this, it's like a confirmation bias in a way. We just mm-hmm. start Absolutely. seeing it true. over Absolutely. and over and we just focus on it. And we gotta, we have to take that switch. And again, it's not so that we don't see the negative happening and that we're only seeing the good, but it's that two things can be true at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, and the, I kind of have to start out for a lot of my clients doing that work for them. Mm-hmm and showing them that so that they can start to get it to identify, you know, the air is something that I'm grateful for (laughs) and starting small and Mm -hmm. then going and building from there. Yeah. And even like when they have something like, Oh, I am in a depressive episode, but I am grateful that this time getting out of bed is not as hard as the last time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And even finding gratefulness in the hard. Wow. Yeah. 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 That's really difficult sometimes too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think you made a really good point, KBI, about like pointing out things for them mm-hmm. can help. Um, I know for me, you know, if I'm just like, let's identify things you're grateful for, people are like, <laughs> okay, why? Um, but two ways I've kind of found it works one, working medical inpatient. So, oh, kind yeah. of like we already talked about with people quickly realize like, how many things they took for granted until they're laying in a hospital bed. And out of that, a lot of times is born gratitude. Like, you know, yeah, this situation sucks right now. And I am so thankful, you know, it wasn't worse or I'm thankful for the doctors Mm -hmm. and we can cultivate it that way. The other way, like if it's more traditional outpatient, I find introducing values work Mm -hmm. is easier than gratitude. And if you identify values and how to live in alignment with your values, then you can be like, oh, it sounds like you're really grateful for this. And it's a like, good bridge. Yeah, yeah, because for some reason, I don't know y'all's experience, but people find values not as like toxic positivity, mm-hmm. pop psychology. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it's relatable. Yeah. You know, because it's based on you. I feel like gratitude is such a dense topic for some people because I'm thinking, even if you've gone through really terrible life experiences, you could look look at it multiple ways, but some people might say, this terrible thing happened to me and now every terrible thing is going to happen or only terrible Mm -hmm. things happen. Mm -hmm. Right. And then other people might say, okay, terrible thing happened, 
it only happened once. Okay. Mm. Now I could kind of move on. So I do think the perspective makes a difference. So for those people who lean in towards the gratitude, like, okay, at least whatever, I think it's a little easier for them to kind of latch onto it. Yeah. It's interesting. You're making me self-reflect a lot because I feel like the only clients where I really actively implemented in are ones who've gone down a mindfulness-based stress reduction mm -hmm. journey yeah. Ooh, yeah, and are open to that. Because when you're practicing mindfulness, you're aware of where your thoughts are going in any moment. So you're, you're first strengthening that muscle of like, where is my mind right. mm -hmm. of like, where do I get pulled to like exactly like you were saying before KBI of like when you're stuck in sort of the pessimism or I hate myself, I hate the world, I hate others. You can begin to just notice that mm -hmm. and then you can become more open to if you're just non-judgmentally observing your mind, observing your thoughts and able to focus back on an object. Like a lots of times in mindfulness, it's the breath. Sometimes it's body. Sometimes it's other sensations, but it's always something in the now, mm -hmm. but in strengthening that muscle, people get open to understanding your brain is always taking you somewhere. Like even everyone listening to this right now, your brain went somewhere. You might've been like, dang, I hate when Justin talks. This is good. <laughs> he just goes on and on and on. Or you might've been like, dang, this is really resonating. I need to implement it. Wherever your mind went, it's just the natural state of the mind. Mm -hmm. But that allows people to be open to why wouldn't you at times grab that remote and be like, what about things I appreciate and I'm grateful for? Yeah, absolutely. Why do you think it's, maybe it's not, I don't know how to word this question. Not that it's not natural, but I feel like you have to exercise that skill of gratitude a lot yeah. to be able to implement it in a way that's effective. And like our brains don't normally go there. Yeah. We think about the negative and I don't know if there's theories out there or not. I don't really have an answer to it, but I, I just wonder about that a lot. Mm -hmm. Well, I think you just hit the nail on the head. Our brain goes to thinking about the yep. negative yeah. and yeah. like, you know, I mean, thinking about the current state of our world, our country, everything, like we yeah. always oh, yeah. indicate here, like for many people, like why should I focus on the things I'm grateful for when there's all of these horrific things mm -hmm. going on? Um, I also think, like you said, it's, it's a practice. Mm -hmm. And just like any practice, you have to keep doing it yeah. for it to become more natural. But like, I don't know about you all. And I like, we're all mental health professionals here. I've definitely done gratitude practice before, but it's like, oh, it's the beginning of the year. I'm going to like start a journal and write <laughs> yes. down every day something I'm yeah. grateful for. And that might last a week right. and then you fall off or like, you know, um, Thanksgiving, if you're in the United States, just happened. And a lot of time around November or that, people will be like, what am I thankful for? But then we don't do it any other right. time yeah. of year. Yeah. Right. So we yeah. don't get into the habit mm -hmm. of doing it unless we see like, oh, let's do this Facebook trend of 30 days of thankfulness and gratitude. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, like, and so unless you start practicing it regularly, integrating it into your daily routine, mm -hmm. it's going to be hard because it's doing something that you don't normally do every single day. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think I was going to take us down a weird rabbit hole quickly, but I'm like, <laughs> it makes you think of like any holiday that you love, like, why is it special to you? Mm -hmm. And it, it hits your point exactly. Like I love Halloween because of the community. Yeah. 
it's like one of the few times during the year you actually interact with all your neighbors, not just the ones you like, but even the weird ones who are kind of <laughs> diagonal from you, who might be a little sketch. They might have a few bodies in the basement, but they come <laughs> to that door and they give you a Reese's when you say trick or treat. And they also hang some scary decorations that you're like, those are pretty badass. Oh my God. But I'm just saying it happens once a year. And then even Christmas time, yeah, like, yeah. I'm just picking whatever, but people like it because it's a time where you act actively try to connect. Mm -hmm. Maybe you give gifts, maybe you come over and share food, but how many times does this happen? It's not yeah. often. It's, yeah. It's not often. And I think on the one hand, you can say, well, that's what makes it special. But it's also saying if these things you cherish so much make a big difference for you, how, how do you implement them into a real practice? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I almost think it's like similar to the whole like motivation versus consistency theory yeah. of like when you have that intrinsic motivation to do something, to go to the gym or you get inspired by a Ted talk, you feel that like, Oh wow, I am grateful or I, I do feel good. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, you're like living in that and you're like, Oh God, how do I hold on to this? But if you're consistent with it and you seek out those things, maybe it's not Ted talk. I'm just making that up because that inspires me. But if you're looking at, you know, the consistency of it and you try, it takes effort to implement it often, then maybe it might happen more often. Mm -hmm. I know it sounds silly, but it's kind of like you have to work at it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I wonder too, if there's a piece for certain areas of gratefulness where people struggle with, if I, if I voice that I feel grateful, it, again, we go back to, it downplays mm. the situation that I'm experiencing. I'm and I wonder if that also plays a part of like that stigma, that shame. Like if I sit here and I say, like this bad thing happened, I am grateful that this happened. So I was in a car accident. I am grateful that I survived. Like that shame in case maybe someone else was hurt. Mm -hmm. And like, like does shame come into that? Does shame play into that when we also try to find that balance of gratefulness of like, I'm grateful to be alive. Mm -hmm. And so I wonder too, if that is also struggle with like personal narratives in that mm -hmm. um, and how we perceive that as, I don't know. But like, however we put that out there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I think you make a good point. Cause when you were just saying that my thought was if, you know, I was in a car accident and you were like, well, at least you didn't die. Mm -hmm. I would probably take that offensively if it was said. Don't ever say that to anybody, by the way. That way. <laughs> but, but like, I wonder. Pro tip. Yeah. Pro tip. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. But <laughs> I do wonder, or like, you know, how many times have people said like, well, it could be worse. Mm -hmm. And we take mm -hmm. that, like, that's mm -hmm. hurtful. That's upsetting. That minimizes. Yep. So I do wonder if like somebody's like, that's a good point. oh my gosh, like, I'm thankful to be alive and like internalizing some of those external messages, which it is not the same though, because like it is your yeah. personhood, uh, your gratitude. Um, but when you were saying that, I was like, I wonder if that, because a lot of times we internalize external messages, even if it doesn't necessarily yeah. apply to the situation. I think it goes back to what Justin was saying before about validating the experience that you're having while also noticing what you're grateful for, mm -hmm. you know, because when I hear like, at least it's not, I'm like, Oh, mm -hmm. you know, because it's dismissive, you know. Another thing I thought about when you were talking K10 was that like continual practice and you were like motivation. Oh, you might feel like good, but then you have to maintain it. 
going back to something I said earlier about like practicing gratitude isn't going to fix your clinical Mm-mm. depression. It also might be a practice that kind of like mindfulness, you do it once and you're like, ugh, I hated that. I'd have no benefit. <laughs> so then you're going to stop you just stop. doing yeah. it. Yeah. Like most skills take time and practice. Yeah. And we live in a culture where we like quick fixes. We like to feel better. And what can we put in? And this is everybody, like in all aspects or in various aspects of our life, not all people, but like at times we all do this, like what effort can I put in that's minimal with the maximum benefit? Mm-hmm. And you also have to buy into this idea of right. practicing gratitude. If you're like, that seems like some hokey pokey and I'm not going to do it. <laughs> not expected. You didn't like hokey pokey? Yeah, you, no, hokey pokey. Turn yourself what would, about. What would you have said? I don't know. I don't know. I think you I, know what you would have said. I don't even know. I just like it. I just wasn't expecting all the, that. All of a sudden, KBI is in, in the Riverside comfort of her home. And she's like, I will not curse in this studio. Lord have mercy, is what she'll say. Yeah. She like froze up. It was like, like I'm not going like, to curse. I, I know no cur- curse words ever. ever. What's a curse word? I don't know. <laughs> I've, never seen, I've never said a curse word in my life. Uh, ever. Yo. Anyways. Yeah. But yeah, you have to buy into it yeah. and then actively practice it before and this the benefits may be subtle Mm -hmm. like it's not like oh i wrote down five things i'm grateful for and my depression is significantly less today like i mean that would be so great yeah um but yeah you might not realize that you're reaping the benefits until you've been practicing it for a month a while i don't know i'm just throwing a timeline out there well, I definitely find like gratefulness as like an emotional regulation and even a distress tolerance tool mm-hmm. that like when shit hits the fan. <laughs> she found a curse oh word. Oh my God. <laughs> found a curse word. Um, when shit hits the fan, I am so ingrained to feel that, but also look at everything mm-hmm. and also yeah. say, okay, so shit is hitting the fan. I can still look at this and this is still working. Mm-hmm. I'm happy that this is still working. Cool. Okay. This will help me navigate this. And I think that, you know, again, when you practice and you practice, it then becomes a habit. And yes, it's really hard at first and to get into that. But once it becomes a habit, it's then a habit mm-hmm. and you, it gets easier and easier and easier. And yeah, when, you know, bigger things happen, it's harder to do because you didn't practice that. But when you start doing it in that everyday life, it's just, it, it's easier to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Oh yeah. yeah cause, Cause I'm thinking last thought, uh, thinking about DBT, like improving the moment is what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. We love DBT over on this side of the table. What do you think this is? I don't know. Like, no, it's just the Dr. J's versus the Kristen's. We did that intentionally. Uh, no, you <laughs> no, did not. We have, you absolutely we, did we not. We actually have to say why well, we said on why you did this. the table. <laughs> so this, we hadn't toured this place. Lovely place. We love this yes. place. Yeah. But it is all glass windows. You can't see. On our but, side. We're just staring out into the beautiful that is Boca, Boca. Raton in 
Meisner Park adjacent, or maybe this is still Meisner Park. Either way, it's beautiful. It looks lovely out there. But having ADHD does not afford you the ability to report <laughs> record a podcast no. and stare out these lovely I windows. I would be staring out and not even paying attention to you guys. I'm so thankful that I'm sitting on this <laughs> Oh, so grateful. Air <laughs> and sitting it. on this side of the table. So You tied it together. I made the suggestion that our lovely ADHD co-hosts stare at a wall. <laughs> the wall's that way. But there is a window there and I keep catching myself and I'm like, no, mask, Kristen, focus. I don't miss the man that like stopped and was like actually watching us for a few seconds. Oh, so yeah, that no, I would me. be hyper. I would be like hyper, <laughs> hyper focused staring at him. Like just like that. <laughs> like I couldn't, I like, it's a very good choice that I'm sitting over here. Yeah. Anyways, that was. I mean, tangent. that is absolutely what is happening in the here and now. <laughs> I do want to throw out there, though, because we love research evidence and I'm not stepping on Google Scholar shorts, hopefully. But there also is the this is a researched practice mm -hmm. that can improve depressive symptoms, anxiety symptoms. Of course, your mood, life satisfaction and sleep mm -hmm. can. Yep. Which I thought was interesting. I mean, it feels like as many things go that improve depression, anxiety, mm -hmm. so goes sleep. Yep. But I, I, I just, yeah, I did find that interesting. It is interesting because I, when I think about hyper arousal before sleep, meaning you're anxious, you're ruminating, you're just thinking about all the negative things in your life, not that gratitude is going to fix your sleep and your right. issues falling asleep or staying asleep or waking up before your alarm, whatever that is. But I do think it helps you put things in perspective. So you get into a state of mind where you feel more calm. Mm -hmm. And if you feel more calm, it's likely that you'll fall asleep. Yeah. I could go on about sleep, so I'm gonna cut myself off. <laughs> no, absolutely. And I mean, I know I've at least seen, and I believe it's in the research too, that um, practicing gratitude can help with like physical health mm -hmm. outcomes as well. And from my experience, it has been that like, perspective shift and not to put you on the spot K10, but like, I know you, the yep. thing you said was yep. you're grateful for your health. Totally. And a lot of times when you have like some type of health crisis, mm -hmm. you are more grateful for the times you're healthy and you're more likely to engage in behaviors to maintain that health status afterwards. So then in the long term, you know, preventing disease risk, all those yeah. types of things. And I'm sure there's other examples as well of how like, when a life event happens and you become recognize your gratitude for something, you're going to be more intentional about doing things to maintain. That. It's so true. Cause after, during and after my medical incident, it was really interesting. So during it, I had to exercise gratitude in the fact that I'm still here. Yeah. You mm. know, I'm like, Oh wow, this is great that I'm here. But like you said before, I'm in crippling pain. Mm -hmm. The pain was unbearable. So on, on the days that I didn't have pain, I was like, Oh my gosh, yeah. But then even within the pain, I had to find what I was grateful for. And that was really hard. Mm -hmm. That was really hard. And then afterwards, now that I'm pretty much healed, hopefully, um, now I feel like grateful just because I went through that. You know, now I'm never going to look at health differently. It's like a different level of gratitude, I want to say, or a different, just maybe a gratitude adjacent where I'm like, even if I'm not experiencing pain right now, I did. Yeah. You know, and I'm just grateful that I don't have to experience that again. Mm -hmm. So it's it's interesting how when you're in it, gratefulness and gratitude looks different when you're struggling compared to like when you're on the other side of it too, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. It makes me think about in my times of practicing gratitude, especially most of the time it's within a mindfulness construct, but 
there's something about the calmness it brings mm -hmm. as if you're instead of perpetually reminding yourself everything that's wrong what's wrong with you what's wrong with the world like what do i need to fix it's that moment of peace where you're like i have this this True. and i know we've been talking a lot about things but people is often yeah. the practice especially if you take an mbsr course it's a lot of who in your life have you felt really heard you and listen to you. Mm -hmm. KBI is, is having emotions. Yeah, is, I'm like, you guys. We need to like always be together. We KBI <laughs> has so many emotions. We're I all together. love it. <laughs> now I she's like, love it. air, air, just breathe. <laughs> Let me focus on other things. Shut down, Kristen, yeah. shut down. Because when we're all in our different states, yeah. you're just back there with your ice machine oh and God. your piles of clean we clothes everywhere. The, the sound of the howling ice machine. <laughs> I miss that. That's what it sounds like. I'm, I'm glad that we, <laughs> we bought this time and there's a really nice studio for you just to make your ice machine sounds. You're like, Let me but that break. was like on point though. It, I have to so give good. you credit. Yeah. That like, mm -hmm. I, I was Boys. back was in my house. It was good. Typing to you all. Anybody else I want to be howling? back in my house so I can stop feeling feelings. <laughs> this whole like being around people and actually having emotions and I can't. Well, I'm attach. grateful that you are feeling feelings. I'm not grateful for it, but okay. <laughs> Yo, but isn't this a weird thing? And I'm not going to take us too far down this road of like online versus in person. Mm -hmm. You and I feel the same. I it's been a lot more of an emotional experience yeah. being yeah. here in person. Mm -hmm. And I, this isn't a diss on online therapy. Online therapy is amazing. We've yeah. talked about that, blah, blah, blah. But it's different in person. It just, it pulls you differently. I think mm -hmm. I've only cried twice, which is a positive. I'm usually the one bawling. So yeah, yeah. So I and I haven't yeah. cried once. So yeah, it's I interesting. I haven't cried yet. And I'm usually kind yet. of yet. Oh no, I, I said yet. yet intentionally. Plenty of time. Let's there go. Challenge time. We still have well over 20. We have like 36 whole hours left. What? Probably wow. more than that. 36 hours of in-person gratitude feelings <laughs> together. <laughs> and air. And we air. have air for that 36 hours. Cool. Cool. Love that for me. <laughs> KPI's mask is so <laughs> She's like, hi, so hi. Um, one question I wanted to ask you all, like we've talked about you know, benefits of gratitude, things we're grateful for, you know, how we introduce it. Like what are some tangible practices, whether that you all do it? I know Justin, you were just saying like you usually practice it within mindfulness, but are there any other gratitude practices you all have done or have recommended to your clients? That journaling, right? When you wake up in the morning mm -hmm. um, or at the end of the day, like even reflecting, like what are, even sometimes just one, find one thing in that day, but we usually use what, three to five, um, three to five things over your course of your day that you're grateful for, whether you do it at the end of the day or even keep like, for anybody listening, like we all, 90% of us have smartphones. You have a notes app on your phone, mm -hmm. keep a running list during your, your day. Yeah. Um, like something even as simple as that of, of, um, kind of having that constant reflection as well. Um, that's usually one of the more basic mm -hmm. pieces that I, that I recommend. I love that. To piggyback off that, some of my clients who really focus on connection and they really love the people in their life, I always say, 
try to find one new thing every day that you're grateful for or that you appreciate about yourself and then have an accountability buddy, like a friend or a partner. And then you share it, you know, back and forth. Cause I think gratitude is like appreciation, but I also think it's an an experience too. If you could connect it with an emotion and almost believe it and feel it, that's even better in Mm -hmm. my opinion. Um, so that, and then the other one is what you said before about improving the moment. So if you're just hanging out in your house and you're just kind of like doing your thing, like, oh, I got to do laundry. I got to fold my laundry inside out. I got to do all this stuff. Um, <laughs> KBI folds for laundry, like whatever. Throw my black socks Anyways, into a pile. Yeah. So uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Does it make you upset when we're mean to you? <laughs> yes, actually deep down. Absolutely. No. <laughs> so if you're at home doing something else, like. I'm going to stop because I'm just going to go down a rabbit hole with you. So, um, and uh, lost my train of thought. Okay. So you're home, you're just doing your thing, chores, whatever. Turn on some music, like, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. get the vibe up, even if you're not feeling it, because if you just try to change your environment a little, then maybe it changed your headspace. Mm -hmm. And if you change your headspace, then maybe you'll be able to access the things that you're more appreciative of. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. What about you guys? I think this is often integrated, which is something we really haven't talked about much. This is often integrated in prayer and people don't realize it. Absolutely. True. That people are pausing before their lunch. They're pausing midday. Um, I I do think one of the benefits of many organized religions is it does cultivate gratitude unknowingly. Mm -hmm. That's a big, big aspect of your, you're pausing to give thanks for this food, where it came from, that you have access to it, that you, these people in your life that you have a job, but as far as like the practice itself, there isn't a right or wrong way. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's like exercise. It's like, you could do a, the whole podcast as we already did on exercise. Like when should you exercise or when's the best time to exercise? It depends. Yeah. But if cultivating gratitude in the morning sets a tone for your day, if it's at lunch, that's amazing. If it's at dinner at the end of the day, for me, it naturally fits into a yoga practice. You're laying there in Savasana on your mat, feeling in tune with your body, and it naturally fits in of like, yo, I'm, I just think about the people, the interactions I had that day. Um, and it also, it makes you very aware of the areas you're privileged in, mm-hmm. yeah. which it, again, it cultivates like a worldly sense of, it doesn't mean like people have it worse. Yes, yeah. they always do. And at the same time, you being upright and grateful is going to allow you to be the best advocate and person out there doing good for the world. Yeah, yeah. I love that you brought up religion because as somebody that grew up in a very religious home, it was something like when you were talking about that, I still remember the prayer I said to before bed each night. Mm. And like, I'm not gonna obviously go into it, but basically at the end, like I would always say, God bless and like list like the important people and things yeah. in my life. And like now five-year-old me didn't know that was a gratitude practice, but clearly I'm picking out the most important yeah. people and things in my life. And I still remember it from that age. Cause I was like, the moon was one of the things oh, I was always. Listen, <laughs> you without the moon. Air. <laughs> I don't, wait a second. She has a good point though. Yeah. She has a good yeah, point. That yeah. is. Um, fair. But so fair. the other things that were coming to my mind. So one thing I have done a lot, like throughout, especially with different friendships and stuff, um, especially during, like the summers at college, me and some of my friends would just write letters to one another. Like, totally. oh, yeah. like I miss you. I did this. Like, I can't wait to see you again. Cause for me, there's something different about like actually writing mm-hmm. versus like, I don't know, voice. We know we love our voice memos on we this love our voice memos. podcast, but like 
Something that Justin doesn't listen to. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I need to. I need to. Yeah, so I'll get better. I'll get better. But like writing letters, and even like that is a gratitude practice. You can write a letter to someone. You never have to give it to them if you don't want to. True. Yeah. Or you can. Um, and then another thing that K10, I'm going to give you some praise. I think you do really well, and I've tried to implement is like reaching out I and just saying like, Oh really? Yeah. You'll, you'll like, I'll get a random text or we'll get a text in the pod that will just be like, I'm just so grateful <laughs> for you all. Like, I, okay, now I'm going <laughs> to, I said I wasn't going to cry and now I'm crying. Like you do very well she does. at that. And so that's something that <laughs> fuck. <laughs> God. Thank you for that. Um, that I've started trying to do. Like if I think of a friend yeah. mm -hmm. that maybe I haven't talked to in a while, mm -hmm. just being like, hey, I was yeah. thinking about you today. I hope you're doing well or like actually acknowledging like I'm very grateful for our friendship or like very thankful that you showed up for me in this mm -hmm. way. Um, yeah. So I'm going to stop talking because we're all crying. So Justin, you can take it. <laughs> You cold-hearted dude <laughs> who's so not crying. I'm, I'm no, all, he was kind of. I could yeah. see in your eyes you were, yeah. like, getting a little red. All cried out before I rolled up. <laughs> I rolled up into the studio in a shit-ass mood. I'm not going to lie. And then we're I, walking here, and he's like, i got to change my attitude. I'm like, you're having a reasonable response to the stressor right now. You're had a rough day. But it's so funny how even in the, the midst of this conversation, like, my mood has shifted so mm, quickly. Me too. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But and even having this time amongst friends and uh, mostly people you respect. Um, <laughs> He's trying to make us. No, you make me think about he, things I normally wouldn't. to me, though. He's like, oh, mm. yeah. oh, I just assume it's always like the we hate is always on, towards we me. We work on your inner critic and negative self-talk no. after. That's, a, that's another episode. <laughs> I always do know that there's an emotion in the room, though, because KBI goes into the turtle. Yeah, she shop. does. Like, what is this? Well, there's body, also two things body. happening. There's emotions, and then there's masking. It's well, happening right now. The shell. The and shell. she's trying to concentrate on the wall. <laughs> I'm trying so hard. I feel like that pink one i've been looking at that the whole time oh, that's pretty okay. but like i'm like sitting here i'm like because like normally in my own house i'm like fidgeting or like moving my legs mm -hmm. sitting cross-legged i'm like crossing my legs under the table so i don't pick them up and and banging the shit out of your knee that too <laughs> oh my god now just i appreciate you saying that now that i'm not emotional anymore because i think um <laughs> sorry i had to i had to switch back um, now that i'm back to a cold hearted now bee. that i'm a cold stone <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, because sometimes if I'm in a headspace where I'm feeling really low, usually the people in my life are the things that bring me the most joy or people bring me the most joy. And I'll think, oh, what, did, what can I appreciate about them? You know what I mean? Or what did they do? Or what do I appreciate about them? And then by doing that, that's what I meant about like the experience thing. Like if you yeah. could mm -hmm. share it with somebody, it's so much more meaningful mm -hmm. than if you're just in your house alone, like, okay. What am I thankful for? You know, and then yeah. if you're able, not to not to say it's not effective or helpful, but yeah. yeah, I just as a side note, want a montage of all the times KBI has gone <laughs> <laughs> feelings. <laughs> know what else we're grateful for? I, we're always grateful for it. <laughs> Everyone across the world <laughs> is, is grateful for the Google Scholar shorts, Ooh. and I have to move it over here so Justin can't see my. Cause Whoa. yeah, I know, like, 
but a usually it's just my get up and <laughs> no nobody like, can usually see what I'm doing. I'm like, oh, oh I have to pull it up. It's a whole other on ball my, game. I know on my phone. Like, it was like right here, and I was like, I'm gonna scoot this over so Justin can't cheat. Okay, <laughs> I'll try not to. So the question I'm posing to you all: Do you think that some ways people express or practice gratitude are more beneficial than others? I think depending on the individual person, but you're saying like uniformly, like across? Well, across this one research study, but yes, like across people in general. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm putting my chips towards no. Like in the general, it wouldn't matter whether you write, express. I think you get individual differences, but not on the aggregate, if that makes sense. I can see that. Okay. And I'm probably gonna be dead ass wrong. <laughs> I mean, you have a good track record of being right, so. It's a toss-up. It's a 50-50. What do you Any think other about thoughts? that? Um, I would... I'm going to go... I'm just going to go yes. Just to... Just against just to, the grain? Yeah. It's my personality. Simple enough. Yeah. yeah. I think okay. I'm struggling between beneficial and effective. Um, you know? Oh. Um, oh. I don't know. That's good. Okay. So... You're not going to get the answer right away because I'm going to have to explain the study a little bit. So researchers in this study, which came out in 2023, randomly assigned participants to engage in one of four gratitude writing activities. So it was all writing. So the first was social gratitude letters. So like writing a letter to someone who they are grateful for. Okay. The next um, was a non-social gratitude letter. So writing a letter about the things they are grateful for. Social gratitude lists. So like people or social related things, just listing them and then non-social gratitude lists. So house, health, <laughs> things like that. See, so, now I have an opinion. <laughs> I have an I opinion on that. I knew it. I knew it. I think, oh, do you, I think social will be higher okay. than non. <laughs> mm. You're cheating. I think of course I cheated. <laughs> and I'm like, show me the data. Okay. So overall, Long form writing exercises, so letters or essays, if it was mm. like, because you're not necessarily writing a letter to your house, but like, <laughs> you there's probably someone. Soon um, enough, AI. Uh, resulted in greater subjective well being and other positive outcomes than lists. Those who were instructed to write social and non social gratitude lists did not differ from controls. Whoa. Who had to just write about their daily activities. So lists were not any of gratitude, regardless of type, were not different than um, those who just wrote about their day. However, participants who wrote unconstrained gratitude lists, so they were allowed to write about any topic. So they weren't just like social or unsocial. They could write about whatever was on their mind that they were grateful for, people, things. They reported greater feelings of gratitude and positive affect than did controls. Mm. And then finally, relative to other gratitude um, conditions, participant who wrote gratitude letters to particular individuals in their lives not only showed stronger feelings of gratitude, elevation, and other positive emotions, but also reported feeling more indebted to the person. Wow. So social. So you were? Yeah, you know, semi, semi. I think because if you just think about lists, mm -hmm. 
Like I have a post-it in front of me. If I just list. You wrote gratitude on it. Those are my edits. Those are my edits that I may or may not have to do. But if I just wrote like y'all's names, like that wouldn't hit nearly as hard as thinking about you and holding you in my yeah. mind and writing a longer yeah. letter. Mm-hmm. To Jess's point before, I think it's values, you know, yeah. like if you can connect with it. And then if you can feel it somehow, make it tangible, like you said, hold it in your mind, you know. And doesn't it feel like a, like a stronger, like strengthening the muscle when you have to go in depth about why this person, how this person like Mm -hmm. versus just this person. Yeah. Yeah. I also thought it was interesting that like, the list itself, if you're assigned to like, you have to write about this, did not differ for controls. But when the person was able to write about whatever they want, even though the things were probably the same, true, like had better outcomes than controls, which I mean, for me as a psychologist, it made me think like, okay, if I'm working with someone, it might not be as helpful to be like, write down, you know, five people you're grateful for. Mm -hmm. It might be more effective to be like, we're going to practice gratitude. I want you to write down whatever comes up for you Mm -hmm. and leave it more raw. Because if you feel forced, like, okay, yeah, let me just write down, right. You know, K10, KVI, Justin. And cross off Justin. (laughs) Immediately. immediately. Okay. I wrote my five people for the day. Like. That's why y'all dropped me in the sand today. You dropped yourself in the sand. You or did you. I think the weight of the patriarchy just had <laughs> given way. So and you're like, this is for oh, we all the toxic it. masculinity. Yeah, we, we have it on video, but we it was worth it. it. I was thinking I, of when I you don't were blame the you one sand bit. angel and like rolled in the sand. Oh no. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was just me experience. getting in touch with the beautiful sand down here in South Florida. That you're grateful for? That I'm grateful. very grateful for that you have sensory issues too. That you're like, no, thank you. No. <laughs> I'm like, Hard I'm pass. Good. I'm good. I'm like, I don't know how you're doing that. It's in your beard. All over your, but no, it's just, it's exfoliating. It's like a here and now thing. Yeah. I'll use that when I'm taking a shower and can rinse it right off. Not to sit in it. It's fair. Mm -mm. That was a really interesting study. That really was. It it, it was, I was like, cause you know, gratitude. I was like, okay, I can pick something about like, oh, let's write a little, but then actually comparing. I do going back to your original point though, Justin, I think it also probably does depend on person and what would work yeah. for them. Cause like, I'm just thinking of like me, like for me, it's easier if I'm going to get emotional to write out everything. Mm-hmm. Cause I know everything mm. I want to say is going to be written out versus like, if we went around the room and I had to be like, okay, K10, now I'm going to tell you everything I'm grateful for. I would not last yeah. like five seconds. Cause yeah. I would start crying. <laughs> now, Justin, right. I, I, you know, maybe not. <laughs> We've got dude dead in the face and have like, yeah. uh, you let us stay at your house. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the roof. I'm grateful for your girlfriend. <laughs> we're, we're all grateful for What a gem. You know what else we're grateful for? <laughs> but Justin is not. Oh, no, Justin's grateful that that he's going to say our group members are not grateful for the polls. The least desired and liked part of the podcast. It just is. But it's still well liked, just not as liked as other parts. Someday I'll let it go. Everyone listening is like, let it go. Today's not the day. No, not today. 
So we are doing the polls. I was in charge of the polls this week. So the first question was, do you practice gratitude? The answers were, yes, I do. I try, but I'm not great at it. Or no, I don't. Either I try or no. Yeah, yeah. I try. At a solid 61%. Okay. I try to, but I'm not great at it. Okay. Yeah. Right. With yes, I do at a twenty-four, oh, and no, I don't at sixteen. Oh wow! So people are like, okay, not for me. <laughs> that is, I, that's what I heard as well. Yeah, exactly <laughs> that. Exactly that. Do you believe that practicing gratitude can improve your mental health? Yes or no? I would say oh, the overwhelming yes. said yes. I hope they said yes. Ninety-two percent. There we go. Oh, yes. Ooh. And eight percent said no. See, eight percent is not even where we can be like, oh, it was just a few random clicks. Some people really thought no. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder why that maybe toxic is. positivity. Yeah. That maybe yeah. it was yeah. forty one people said no. Yeah. Or I, I mean, wonder if it's kind of some of the other stuff we've talked about, like what is the definition or how are they mm. defining like improved yeah. mental health? Yeah. Like yeah. you know, yes, writing a gratitude list is not gonna cure major depressive disorder. Yeah. But and then the last one was just what is something that you're grateful for? We have my amazing partner, a roof over my head, sitting under the trees and feeling the wind in my face, air. Air. <laughs> See, somebody sees you, KVI. Somebody really Someone did say sertraline. <laughs> Being able to snuggle my cat, my therapist, my support system, the opportunity to try again each day. Mm. Okay. That one. Profound. Lots of pets. Lots of partners. Oh, I, you know, this person being able to feel the sunshine on my skin. That is one of my favorite sensations is like when you walk from a shaded area into the sunlight, you can feel it creep up. I'm yeah. just confused that both of the things you've said that you're grateful for have to do with outside where you talk about how you hate the outdoors. Yeah, but literally every single episode. <laughs> I think yeah, but that's not bugs and iguanas <laughs> and the people. <laughs> Justin has so many iguanas in his yard. It's scary. I got. I told them. I was like, I, I have like six generations of iguanas in my front and backyard, but they're flight animals. They're not coming near you. And they also they freeze. They're mini and then come alive again because I will fight an iguana. I don't, they have large talons. Don't care what. We'll fight. They one. have large. Peter will come after me. What are talons? We'll fight one. Like Look, claws. Oh. No. Oh, they have claws. Large, <laughs> large, and in charge claws. You can't convince me it's not a dinosaur. It is a dinosaur. I know. It's just. Mm -hmm. Some people said access to therapy. Mm -hmm. To be able to breathe. <laughs> this will be the hill I die on. My favorite part is it was her who posted that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> she she held no. the phone this far away. She's like, to be able to breathe. Yeah. Also, did we just notice she said this will be the hill I die on. How many Again, hills how is she many going hills? to die on? How many hills do you have to die on? A lot, okay. <laughs> I am the Appalachian Mountains. <laughs> With many of hills. I, I actually understood that. Thank you. That was, that's good. <laughs> but thank you for sending all the things that you're grateful for. We I love that. I love hearing them. Let's get to the group member questions. Let's go. Let's go. Let's rock and roll. Okay. Is it weird or an or crossing an unspoken boundary to express gratitude to my therapist? My family yes. is big on expressing gratitude during this time of year, and I would love to let my therapist know how grateful I am for our work together. That Please was from do. Anonymous. Okay. Please do. That's not weird. No. Mm -mm. 
No. I would probably cry. Absolutely. I cry every time. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I definitely have. Yeah. I, I guess I wonder like what Anonymous's worry or fear is about expressing yeah. that mm. gratitude. Like what boundary I could understand do they like think would be Yeah. Lost? I'm trying to pull here, but I wonder if they're referring to like therapy is about them. Oh, maybe. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. But that's still about them. Like, true. I am grateful for you. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, selfishly, as for therapists sitting here, please express. If you, if you feel that way and yeah. feel comfortable enough to do so, mm-hmm. like, I, if your therapist responds negatively to you expressing gratitude, you probably need a new therapist. <laughs> send, send, them, send us their email and we will. Send them this podcast. Can yeah. you imagine? They're like, hey, I'm so grateful for our therapy sessions. I've learned so much. I've grown so much. And they're like, straight to jail. Get out. Like, can you imagine? That's nice. I would probably cry in session, if not cry afterwards. Yeah. In like a good way, not like a bad way. Like, you know, like. Yeah, I can't imagine. I just can't. I I think it's, I love that you asked the question though. I hope you know yeah. that, but, but it is weird. You roll up, you talk to this person. It's all about you the whole time. So it's it, it just feels like a different vibe mm-hmm. for yeah. some of you thinking you're like, not with my therapist, but for some therapists out there, it would feel like a breaking down of the fourth wall in mm-hmm. some weird mm-hmm. way of like, yeah. Hey, I want you to know that I appreciate you mm-hmm. and that you've been with me through this wild journey. Yeah. Because I think we're not used to being the focus. Exactly. You know, exactly. Yeah. Not. yeah. Really good mm-hmm. question, Anonymous. Okay. How can we practice gratitude when dealing with depression? Mm. We kind of covered this and this was from Lily, Lily from an undisclosed location. I think it, I think it's just all about starting small, mm-hmm. like starting like with the basics and, and practicing those again, gratitude is not going to solve your depression, Mm -hmm. but it does help that perspective. And sometimes I I can only speak for myself, but sometimes does give that motivation that sometimes. I just saw a professional psychologist who is like literally amazing in every single way. And I used to work at, with her at Florida Atlantic University. And she just walked by the window. I haven't seen her in years, but she's so amazing. We, yeah, let's, let's connect. That was so, so wild. She is amazing, by the way. When we I talked just, about like colleagues and stuff of people who are just like incredible, who you could talk to about life. She was one of those people. Yo, that's, that's so, so wild. So next episode, we record Justin's facing the wall. I'm like, I'm like, you guys were concerned about us getting distracted. Yo. I just thought this her cute kid was excited well, to like see some people. And I was like. That's oh. what caught my eye first. And then I looked up, I'm like, that is an old colleague I used to work with at FAU who was like literally the best person ever. Shout out. Think of any of the coolest colleagues you've ever had. That's this person was always there. And I went through my brain surgery and really tough times during that time. No, I'm gonna now I'm gonna be the one to get emotional. That's so sweet. She's amazing. Not us. She's amazing. Her. Her. Yeah, <laughs> you three get out of here. Whatever, but. whatever. That's so funny. So you were saying <laughs> yeah. about gratitude and depression. Starting uh, small. Mm, no. Oh, starting small. Yes. So right, it is just starting small, and now I've lost any steam on that. <laughs> that I had no idea where it was going. Yeah. Well, I think Justin just practiced gratitude right in the moment. Yeah. 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 Yo. 
Look at those modeling. That, that was no. That was I know. Literally perfect. Me, yeah. me and K ten are now going to have a conversation. How everything's a simulation. Oh, I swear to God. How was that not evidence that we live in a simulation? She could have been anywhere. She in could the have world. been anywhere. She Doesn't was right she here. Live in- this city sure she does but why was she right outside <laughs> right the window there, right now. the first time we've ever been to this studio with her it's a friday night yeah but she's like a right here eating. there's so many Queen restaurants around here other places so many places um the only thing i want to add to the start practicing gratitude <laughs> during depression so, so. to keep us on task um is i think going back to what kbi brought up earlier of like just because you're practicing it doesn't mean you're negating or invalidating mm-hmm. how you feel. Because I think for many people who are struggling, it's like, I'm struggling so bad. Like if I even say like, I'm really grateful for this cup of coffee, like, okay. And sometimes, especially I'm thinking of past times where I've been depressed. It's like, okay, so what? It's a cup of coffee. Yeah, it but like if yeah. the cup of coffee tastes delicious mm-hmm. and it brought a little bit of joy in my day, or like I always think about, you know, we see that quote or a lot of creators putting this out there. Like if the only thing you did was get out of bed today, I'm proud of you. Like that holds true. Mm -hmm. Like you got out of bed, you brushed your teeth, Mm -hmm. you ate Mm -hmm. something. So you can be grateful Mm -hmm. for those things or people and, you know, starting small, but also telling yourself just because I'm practicing this does not mean I'm invalidating how I'm feeling. Totally. Absolutely. That's the key. Okay. Anonymous from New York. New York. New York. Can you? Very, no, yeah, so don't, you, don't even, don't even. I, want, I just wanted, oh, okay. Ask no, the question right. in the accent. Because right, Jer- right. Jersey and New York are different, right? Yes. Of yes. course, the accent's different. Well, and they're different states. Yeah. Well, I mean. <laughs> it's interesting because when I, I lived in New York and then I moved to Jersey and there's such a rivalry. It's so interesting. It is. When we moved to Jersey, I remember we moved and um, everybody was like, oh, you're from New York. Like it was a bad thing. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like a state away. Who cares? You know, it's kind of like North Carolina and South Carolina. Yeah. It's very similar. The same state. (laughs) Yeah. The same one. Justin brought it up because all my family is from Brooklyn and they talk in the accent. And I, my mom listens to the podcast. Mom, I'm really sorry, but your accent is like crippling sometimes. And she has like a Brooklyn accent and she's like, Kristen Marie, I can't believe I just cannot believe you like the color green. Like, it's just like so piercing. Okay. Anyway, I love Donna. Shout out to Donna. Donna, love you. Um, So Anonymous from New York said, I am very grateful for everything I have so much that I don't think I deserve it at all. I find practicing gratitude to be triggering because I feel guilty that not everyone has what I have. I don't know if this makes sense, but how can I incorporate gratitude without feeling guilty? I don't know if there's like some guilt or shame or something else sort of like under the cover there, but there's something, I feel like there's some other mechanism that might be there for you Mm -hmm. because I think, again, it kind of goes back to, it's like you can acknowledge what is in your life without saying like other people's like suffering doesn't matter or like both can be true at the same time. Well, and I guess when I hear that question, like it goes back to comparison and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gratitude does not, you can be grateful for things in your life and it does not have to be relative to what other people have Mm -hmm. or don't have. Um, But I agree with Justin. I I might explore more like 
what is underlying mm. that mm. guilt? What is making you feel like I can't be grateful? I'm just throwing this out there and honest. I have a house mm. when there are people that are struggling to find affordable housing mm-hmm. or a safe roof over their head. Like you being grateful that you have a house isn't saying like I am better than people that don't or like, I don't know anything. And I think, I don't know, the the word privilege is coming up and like, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of, we talk about this all the time on the podcast. The four of us hold a lot of different privileges, Um, but privilege and gratitude are different things. Yes, you can be grateful for things that you are privileged to have. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would encourage you to explore like, where is this comparison Mm -hmm. coming from? Like, why do you feel the need consciously or unconsciously to compare what you have to what people don't? Mm -hmm. Because when I think of the things I'm grateful for in life, like I can acknowledge, yes, other people might not have these things, but I'm not grateful for them because other people don't Mm -hmm. have them. It's not, what's that saying? Like, it's not pie. Like, right. Like, you, okay. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, just mm-hmm. cause I take a sl- slice, like, because I have a house doesn't mean somebody else. Right. Like I took oh, that from somebody yeah. else. Um, I don't know, but I think that's a lot of more deep exploring and letting go of that comparison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Deep exploration would be helpful. Cause when I think of guilt, I think it means like, you think you make, made a mistake or something like something that you did is wrong when really you're just trying to appreciate the things that you have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Deep exploring would be good. The only other thought that just came to mind, I wonder if like even changing the language, you know, to like, well, I appreciate that I have this or I'm thankful for having this things or these people. Does that make it feel different? Because going back to what we've already talked about, like gratitude is kind of like this, you know, positive psychology, not kind of, it is a positive psychology term. People Mm -hmm. might associate it with, toxic positivity do you hold that same kind of relationship with like i appreciate that i have mm, these things and if not because right. sometimes a language shift right really huge difference that's a good point yeah okay paula from quebec Canada. oh yeah sure you betcha <laughs> yep yep <laughs> so she said i'm sorry justin i can't Having meaning Justin in real life is an experience. I just want to let everybody know a good experience that I'm grateful for. So she said, (laughs) I try to let my, I'm, I'm a little better in person, I think than I am online. Um, I, okay. She said, I try to let my friends know how grateful I am for their support. And I've noticed that some of them get worried when I mention my gratitude, how can I let them know that it's coming from a happy place? Tell them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, no, I was going to say, Kitten, you do phenomenal at this, as I already said. Yeah, so it's it's interesting because when I'm in a low place, I think that's where it comes up the most. Or when I'm struggling with something, that's when it comes up the most. And a lot of my friends will say, like, are you struggling with something? Are you good or whatever? Um, so I will acknowledge, like, hey, I'm in a low place and I am grateful for you. But a lot of times when I do reach out when I'm in a happy place, I'll, I'll just kind of say that. I'll be like, I've just been reflecting and I just really appreciate you, yeah, you know, yeah. or like what you said the other day, like really got me to think, or the way that you said that one thing got me to think about my own stuff, like whatever it was. Um, and if they're worried, that's kind of not your responsibility. You know, if you already mentioned, Hey, I'm good. Mm-hmm. It's my thoughts. Yeah. Well, I like how you preface that too. Like, you know, 
hey, I was just thinking about you and reflecting on our friendship, and I just wanted to let you know how much I appreciate you. And if they're like, oh, I appreciate you too. Are you okay? Mm -hmm. Just saying, like, yes, I am. Like, you know, this truly is coming from a place of, like, happiness and gratitude for having you in my life. Mm -hmm. And then hopefully, just like K-10 said, you know, if there are times you are in a lower place, you have the relationship that you can be like, yeah, I am actually struggling. Like, thanks for noticing. Totally. It could also be a mirror for other people's discomfort with being seen and perceived. Mm -hmm. So if, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, getting compliments or being appreciated. Renee from Australia said, how do you make sure gratitude doesn't turn into toxic positivity? Yes. I mean, first part, acknowledge whatever it is you feel. Mm. Acknowledge that, journal about that, share that with someone and know what you feel is real. I think, and I know we've talked about toxic positivity before, but I think it really happens when people sort of gaslight themselves mm -hmm. into, or somebody else does it to them of like, oh, somebody has it harder or... um it's not that bad. Or, I mean, you can fill in the blanks of all the things people have said to you, but it's discrediting and kind of dismissing what you feel or minimizing it. But practicing gratitude is a both and like you can very much have the depression and be having a shit day, but also have things you're grateful for. I definitely, I feel that more so than any today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, just adding on that in KBI, you kind of alluded to this earlier, is like not using it as an avoidance yeah. strategy. Like, oh, I'm grateful for all these things to distract myself from how I'm really feeling. Because I think that's when it can come into the toxic positivity, mm -hmm. gaslighting yourself. Um, but it's that both and that we keep bringing up. On this side of the table too, even though you all love DBT. <laughs> The both and like, um, yeah. I'm just, it is kind of amazing. This is how we most often divide, except for donuts and muffins. I know. Donuts are right. See where donuts are? They're right here. They're right here. They're, we don't have Yo, a handshake yet because we, we don't need one. We have to we don't get need donuts one. and muffins. It just, what? It just tomorrow. like, what? Have them like that? slap together. Because we, we have this connection. We don't need all this. Is that like, what it is? What? We just like donuts. <laughs> we just like donuts. That's it. And we prefer them over muffins. That's sad. We, tomorrow for breakfast, we need to get donuts and muffins. <gasps> mm. There's a vegan bakery right around the corner from here that have both. But I know how you feel about vegan. <laughs> oh my God. We're, we're recording right now. <laughs> yeah, we are. I don't have any issues. Oh, did you talk smack on my vegan chocolate chip cookies? Well, yes, because my cookies are better. <laughs> I'm not, I didn't say that your cookies were so trash. The problem was with you, Justin, not yes. with the vegan yeah. of your cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I just need that clarification. Okay. The issue is 100% with you. Not using animal products within baking. Yes. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. She better have a smile on her face when she eats that vegan muffin. I probably expectation will. Management. I want a tight zoom on that face as she takes that first bite. I just. The, I'm grateful the, the, that we can have this conversation. <laughs> really, honestly. Yeah. This is good. This is I'm really just nice. Crazy, crazy eyes. Yeah. <laughs> crazy eyes. 
Robin from Iowa says, I don't know if we'll really know the answer to this. Which part of the brain does gratitude affect? Maybe it should go to somebody else. Does it put you in the state of rest and digest? Where's Barb? Where's Barb? Here, I'll Google it. Get Barb online one. Barb is is traveling to a neuroscience conference right now. Yeah, well, she needs to. Barb, she's going to a neuroscience conference. But I think because we know it's, it's activating, like they said, rest and digest. And it's improving immune system. It's decreasing stress, depression, anxiety. It has to be activating areas in the frontal cortex, which is what mindfulness does. Mm-hmm. And it certainly isn't activating the amygdala and areas yeah. that hit the par- our sympathetic nervous system that make you into fight or flight. So f- this is an old study. It's the oh, first one that came up in 2008. So it's oh, ancient. Did they even know there were brains back then? I don't even want to hear it. So they measured the brain activity um, of people thinking and feeling gratitude. Gratitude causes synchronized activation in multiple brain regions and lights up part of the brain's reward pathways and the hypothalamus. Um, it boosts neurotransmitters of serotonin and dopamine. Ooh. Would you look at that? That's why it helps depression. Solid. Barb, let us know. Mm. We'll fact check that. Yeah. Let us know. Okay. So the rest of the questions are very similar. So I'm just going to summarize. There was one from Lily. There was one from Nick, a bunch of others. So a lot of them were saying, how do I practice gratitude? It was similar to the other question without comparing to others. And I think this is a, Mm. you know, it was a majority of all the questions we got was the comparison. Um, And I know we talked before about the guilt, but when I think about it in this way, how do I practice gratitude without comparing to other people? I'm assuming like what they have or what they don't have. Yeah. Any suggestions? I think it's always just like, always remembering that there's someone out there in the world who doesn't have it and who does like, as far as Mm -hmm. like, there will always be someone who has it worse and Mm -hmm. who has it better. And that is all based in perspective of that person. And so it's, it's reminding yourself of that while like doing that, because it doesn't mean that again, you can't be in that moment just being thankful for this right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the first thought that came to mind, which I could also see how this might be unhelpful, so take this with a grain of salt, is comparing yourself to yourself. And I'm going back to like things like if you have a significant health problem or like we all go through significant life events. We've all gone through COVID. Like that is a universal Mm -hmm. event. Like are there things that you can reflect on your life before that time, during that time I know it's still going on, but I'm thinking specifically quarantine. And now I mean like, okay, I'm really grateful for, you know, Zoom. So I could connect Mm -hmm. with people and things like that and focusing on like different aspects of your life and how you have grown and changed and things that you are grateful for throughout that growth and change rather than just being like, I know we keep using house. I'm grateful I have a house. And then you're like, oh my gosh, but not everybody right, does. Right, and yeah. so really focusing, like maybe you are grateful that you saved enough money or had the opportunity to purchase a house when years ago you were struggling to do so. True. 
And like that self-comparison, like I said, for some people that might not be super helpful, but that was the first thought, like kind of shifting. If you feel your mind comparing, can you compare to Mm -hmm. yourself? I like that. Yeah, there is sort of a universal acceptance that you have to do that when your mind is in comparison mode, it will never be helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can sort of take that sort of like distancing of when you notice, like when you're practicing mindfulness and you're learning early on, you're trying to label the modes of the mind. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you're comparing, you label it, get curious about that and also redirect. Mm -hmm. But I think for a lot of people who might struggle with this, they think there's some sort of good that comes in and comparing. And don't get me wrong, like you can make the argument maybe for altruism or maybe giving back in the community and all these things. But if it's just in holding back a practice that is good for you, then comparison's always going to be bad mm-hmm. yeah. in that context. Yeah. Because exactly what KBI was saying is the overarching truth. It doesn't matter what you're talking about. Yes, somebody has it worse. So what are you going to do? You're never going to go to therapy. You're never going to talk about your mental health. You're never going to be able to vent to a coworker. But this is the point I'm trying to make of comparison is always going to be an enemy in this context. It is never helpful. But when, again, when you recognize it, you can say, ah, I'm in comparison mode again. I'm doing this to myself, gaslighting myself to say like, well, you know, I shouldn't have these things or I'm not allowed to be grateful for them. When in reality, yes, you are. You're absolutely allowed to be grateful for the amazing people, things, anything in your life. And you'll likely be a better person recognizing them and feeling better in your own life than being stuck in whatever mindset modes you're in. Yeah. Yeah. I even think too, like a little bit of a deeper topic is I'm like you privileges coming up too. I think it's okay to acknowledge, like I have privilege in this situation. Yeah, of course. I'm privileged to you know, not have all these barriers or all these obstacles to obtain what I am grateful for. That I think is a healthy way to look at it. Mm -hmm. It also brings up a lot of emotions of like, wow, there are people out there who don't have as much. But I think once you own that and say, I do have privilege, which nobody really likes to say, but it's true, then Mm -hmm. it's a little easier to kind of massage that through in my opinion. Um, So it's not so comparison-ish. Totally. Well, thank you all for joining for today's episode. I am grateful that we're recording this all together. Like it's, I know I'm going to try to not cry right now, but um, it's a, it's a different feeling. It's so like different. sitting it's... across and next to one another. I didn't get to look at you most of the podcast, True. but yeah, yeah it's a, a different feeling. And um, I mean, just, you know, we've already had a full day you all have had longer together, but I'm just grateful to be here with all of you. And I'm speaking for everybody on this podcast, but group members, we are grateful for you all because if you all didn't tune in every week to this podcast, we wouldn't have the podcast without you. So we are very, very grateful for you all. And as always, please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, share this with someone who think may enjoy it maybe somebody you are grateful for in your life and we will see you next time in group therapy bye Bye. peace